Today, we're going to talk about healing the wounds from the past with Marlena Centeno. Marlena is the mother of three children, Judea 15, Jordan 12, and Jericho 9 years old. She is the founder of Wholehearted Women, a nonprofit organization that creates safe spaces for women to heal from the wounds of trauma and deep heart wounds. She's joining us today to share about how the wounds of our past may be showing up in our meeting today. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Thanks for walking this journey with me today, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. This sounds like such a white topic, but since we're going through crazy times right now, I think it's quite relevant as certain emotions that we may have may surface and we may not even understand why. So welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Marlena. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really happy to be here and talking about this topic. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Marlena, as a mom of three, we go through the everyday life and there's a list of to-do things and things can be so mundane and we take care of the home, we take care of our husband, we take care of our children. And there are moments when we may react to situations in a very odd manner. And sometimes we're like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not even in me. And then at the end of the day, you feel so guilty, like, Lord, what happened? <laughs> um, and we may not even understand those frustrations or attitude or where it's coming from. Can you just tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Irritability, (laughs) you know, I think is like the biggest one, especially right now where we're all quarantined or have been quarantined for six Mm. months or more. Mm -hmm. And um, just our normal lives of getting out of the house for a minute to breathe alone is an ordeal in and of itself. You know, a lot of moms go to the grocery store just to spend time alone and clear their mind. And even that is an ordeal. Even that is stressful. So I think this really shows up um, even before COVID, but definitely Mm. right now in the environment that we're in of just this intense pressure. And whenever you put more pressure on something, it begins to erupt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like it begins to pop out in ways that you don't even expect it. And so where you were normally maybe a very patient person, it's like you have no zone of patience or tolerance for even the smallest thing. So impatience, irritability, anger, um, a lot of people are dealing with real bouts of anger. And it's like, I don't even know where this is coming from. Why is this happening to me now? Um, And what we're finding is that you might be feeling condemned or shamed of like, oh, why can't I get it together? But really wanting to throw off the shame, throw off the condemnation of Mm -hmm. like, no, this might be unresolved harm issues or trauma that you've experienced in your childhood that are being um, provoked and poked on now in this mm. really tight quarters in time. So, yeah. Mm. It, it's very interesting because you mentioned like, you know, patience, irritability, anger. I mean, how do we even begin identifying the wounds from the past? I mean, when you're irritable, when you're impatient, when you're angry, is it something that is really consistent or, you know, something that just kind of rise up out of nowhere or I don't know. Can you Mm -hmm. share a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think it's exactly what you just said. It's like, I don't know where this is coming from. And it's off of a small things, right? Like we're allowed to be irritable sometimes and impatient. Mm -hmm. And like, there's normal things in our lives that cause those things to happen. But 
if you can't really, I, I would say two things. If you can't really identify kind of what the big deal is, if you feel like it's over an overreaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like I should not have responded on a level 10 to my kids when the offense was at a level two. Mm-hmm. And normally I would be okay, but for some reason, this level 10 response is coming more and more frequently than I feel comfortable with. So maybe there's something else there. Um, And I would say to piggyback off of that is the second one. Like it just, it keeps happening and you can't quite break through it on your own. You know, you've you've gone to prayer, you've asked your friends about it. You're reading your word, kind of like you're doing all the right Christian things supposed to do. And nothing really seems to be, you know, you can't really identify it and it keeps happening. I would say Mm -hmm. there might be an indicator there that there's something Uh, from our past that we haven't quite discovered. Mm, Interesting. Well, you know, some of these wounds may be buried so deeply in us. And like you said, you know, we may have done all the Christian thing, gone to prayer, you seek maybe, you know, um, friends, help and advice. But can you give me some examples on how these wounds may surface? Yeah, we, there's kind of three things that we talk about when we are trying to discover, is this a wound that needs healing or just an isolated incident? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the first thing is you find yourself um, kind of uh, avoiding reminders of your past, mm-hmm. right? And so you had a difficult childhood or maybe you had, I'll start with a difficult childhood. You had a difficult childhood and you don't really want to talk about it. You don't want to go there. You, um, yep. You just want to avoid all reminders. You distance yourself from your family. You kind of put a lot of high, high boundaries around them and, um, you just go numb, uh, sometimes. And it might not even be around your family or your upbringing, but you find yourself numbing, Mm -hmm. Uh, situations um, and avoiding feelings in general. Like, I don't, I don't really want to feel uncomfortable feelings. I'm not a crier or anything like that. And I just refuse to talk about what my childhood was like. Um, The, on the opposite end, um, if you had a great childhood and you felt, oh, my parents were good. I grew up in a Christian home, but there's like certain segments of my life uh, when I was a kid that I can't remember. That's another way of avoiding reminders of the pain that happened to you. Um, and I just, I just blocked it out. I don't know. I don't really have any memories. I know it was good, but I don't really have a ton of memories about it. Yeah. I would say that all falls into the bucket of avoiding reminders of the wound. Um, the second one is kind of on the opposite end is reliving the experience, constantly reliving the pain or the wound that happened to you when you were a child. So thinking about it all the time, it keeps you from living like a normal life. Flashbacks is another way, nightmares. Um, And some people just talk about that story over and over and over again to where it can be, it can feel a bit inappropriate to share Mm -hmm. so often. Um, And sometimes it can just be hard to concentrate. Like you just kind of live in this fog. I would say all of that falls into the category of reliving the experience. So one, avoiding all reminders of the trauma, um, whether by not talking about it or stonewalling people, avoiding feelings and numbing, um, or just blanking out and totally forgetting what childhood was like. I would say the second, again, the reliving the experience. Mm -hmm. And then third, being on alert all the time. And this is where I 
fall. And that was kind of the category that I fell into, which was just hyper vigilant all the time. Mm. Always feeling tense or jumpy. Someone would, you know, be talking downstairs and I'd be on the second floor and I would be like, I would tense up and not really know why, mm. um, which would cause me to lash out on other people or my kids or again, be on that 10 when the they were just arguing about who's gone next on watching the TV, you know, right. it's, like, it's really a two incident, but I'm on a level 10, um, you know, lots of headaches or stomach aches. Um, yeah. And I would just say overreacting, especially again with our kids or our spouses. Um, and then possibly even just this feeling of dread that like something is going to happen. Everything's mm. fine. You're safe. You have a good home. Things are well, but there's like this underlying fear that something bad is going to happen. So um, being on alert all the time is another way to identify, okay, there might be something else going on uh, from my childhood that I might need a uh, need to discover. Hmm. Those are interesting three points, um, avoidance, uh, reliving and, um, being on alert. Now you mentioned something really interesting where you said reliving and, um, or no, I mean, avoiding, uh, whereby even with the good memories that they can't remember, that also seems to affect it. That's really interesting. I, I'm, can you just kind of expand that on that yeah. a little bit more? Because if, if, you know, a child had gone through a, you know, okay childhood, yeah, I think it was good. Yeah. How would that, how would that wound surface? Yeah, I was going to say, and some people did, and it's not to say if you can't remember you had a, you know, a traumatic event that you're trying to avoid or anything like that. I don't want to put that on anyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you think, I don't know. I had two parents. They worked. They were, they loved me. I was okay. But there's, there's big chunks of my childhood that I just can't quite remember. Mm. And it feels like something's missing. It feels like those were important, you know, times in my life that I should remember, but I can't. Yeah. Again, I would say those, that might be an area just for discovery. Right. Um, And I'm not about like, going on excavations of digging of, oh, I've got to find out what that missing piece is. It's like, no, let the Holy Spirit lead you Mm -hmm. into your journey of healing. And that might, um, again, that might resurface to your question now in the sense of, um, again, for me, I found that uh, certain ages with dealing with my kids were really hard, were harder Mm -hmm. than others. So around like the nine to 11 year old, maybe eight to 11, it was like really hard for me to care well for them in that Mm -hmm. age. And I was able to, through a healing journey, discover that that was a lot of the age that I needed identity, care, stability, and support. And I didn't have that. Mm. And so the way that was uh, coming out in my life now was when my kids were very needy at that age, I was able to understand babies, of course, need care. You know, toddlers, of course, need lots of care and love and attention. But in my mind, because of the childhood that I had, at eight years old, you should be grown. You should know how to cook and clean and do everything and be strong. You don't need me. Right. And obviously that's not the case, but that's just how I grew up. And so I was noticing that that I was having those same thoughts, especially with my daughter. And I was like, oh, I've got to get some help. This is not, this is not okay. But I couldn't, 
again, what I said earlier, like I couldn't overcome it on my own. I couldn't mm-hmm. just snap out of it and start treating my daughter like an eight-year-old mm-hmm. child who needed her mother. I really needed help, gentle help uh, mm-hmm. through a counselor to begin to walk me through those areas that I couldn't quite remember, but I knew that there was something there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it showed up in, in my life. And I think it might be showing up in some of the other moms. Yeah, I like what you just shared. When you talked about how certain reactions that are like a 10 for us, but really it, it doesn't really matter. It's, it might just be a two. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you think these hurt translate to raising our children? Yeah, um, <laughs> they begin to, similar to what I shared about, you know, children need uh, care. They need love, affection, mm-hmm. attention. And if I have been wounded and I can't, you know, we can only give what we've received, right? right? And to an extent without God's perfect love, of course, we can receive God's perfect love and it can heal and he does heal all things. Um, but if I haven't had that tangible, you know, I think a lot of studies have shown that the tangible representation of mother and father is how we tangibly represent that to our mm-hmm. children and even how we relate to mm-hmm. God. And so we know that children need love, um, again, affection, protection, and children need uh, freedom to explore mm-hmm. and to play. And so if I, for instance, grew up where children by eight years old should have all these responsibilities and weight and be leaders and strong, then I've, I've been void of the, the sense of wonder and just freedom to explore things with curiosity. And so then I play that out with my children and then they don't get to experience. So there's a generational wounding that Mm -hmm. happens um, when we don't um, get healed ourselves. And so I'm just all about, let's stop the the cycle. The cycle now. Yeah. As, As you talked about the generational wounding, I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, I was reading this book called, uh, praying for your unborn child. Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about, you know, praying through generational curses and Mm -hmm. woundings of the past, because you don't want to bring it into the life that you're about to bring into the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was like, wow, who would have thought about that? You know, yeah. and that's just so important because uh, because you, we are, as, as Christian moms, we are raising the next generation and they are the responsibility that God has given us, you know, um, to truly set them, you know, for, uh, for success, yeah. you know? And so... And so going into this question, you know, sometimes those suppressed brokenness can lead to a mental breakdown for mothers Mm -hmm. if not addressed, right? Or if they've never read the book that I read, you know, I'm so glad and I'm so thankful that I read the book because, you know, when I read that, I was like, and I started praying for myself over that because, (laughs) because I know that in every single person, every single mother, they have gone through some kind of, you know, generational Mm -hmm. curses or woundings Mm -hmm. of the past that like you, like we're just talking about that. We don't know from your point of view, how can we equip ourselves as mothers to live a healthy life? Yeah, I would say (sighs) this is a hard one, but moms just listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to slow down enough 
to acknowledge the pain. And I think especially moms of little ones, we mm. just keep going. We've got to feed them. We've now we've got to school them. If you are not, you know, willingly homeschooling, you're being forced to homeschool. Right. Um, and if you work outside of the home, you know, you've got to work and there's so many things to juggle. And we tend to put ourselves on the back burners. I know, I, I feel like every mom does that, right? Uh, I would say the first thing to, to prevent, like you said, that emotional breakdown, because it will come mm -hmm. all the suppression, all the stuffing. Again, that's kind of how I, you know, had to start my healing journey was to say, I don't want to buckle under this pressure anymore. And so um, I would say slowing down enough to acknowledge. And even if you can't slow down enough, you know that you're being poked. <laughs> like, oh, we got to talk about that. Let's talk about that. You know, Holy Spirit's a good guide. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll be honest with, for me, when I had little ones, I said, I can't talk about that right now. I'm too busy, Lord. We can talk about everything else. And I'll, I'll do the things that you've called me to do, but I don't want to talk about that now. And then it just, <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> go there right now. And so eventually I said, okay, Lord, let's talk about that. And so again, acknowledging the pain um, and telling your story mm -hmm. in a way, even if it's just you in a journal, even if it's just you in a journal mm -hmm. of acknowledging that fill in the blank hurt me. That hurt me. And it's affecting me in this way, you know, just a simple sentence like that, starting there. Um, I would say the second is finding community. Mm -hmm. So I love, I'm always amazed in Genesis where God says it's not good for man to be alone. And mm -hmm. we know that's in the context of marriage, but also in the context of healthy community with one another, like truly God can heal all my wounds. He is able, he is good. He is large. He's healer. Mm -hmm. And also it's not good for us to be alone. And so I believe that God has called us to community. Healing happens right. in community. And so I would say the, the second thing is finding community. That could be your church. That could be your mom's group. That can be gems of motherhood. Right. Uh, it can be uh, wholehearted women, which is the mm -hmm. organization that I've started. We would love to have you, but just finding a community that feels safe for you to not have any um, uh, walls up. You know, and that might take yeah. some time to find, um, but finding a community to share your story way. And I would say the third thing um, is finding ways to calm strong emotions. Mm. And um, hopefully the community that you join will be able to help you with that. And what do I mean by that is on the healing journey, again, as, as gentle and kind as Holy Spirit is to guide us, to heal us, mm -hmm. there might be still things that um, cause strong emotions to come up. So again, the anger outbursts, which right. is a lot of what I'm hearing. Please don't feel shame if that is you out there listening. Um, that's super common that I'm hearing or the impatience or the irritability, the short temperedness, finding ways to calm that. And I would suggest deep breathing. There's so many YouTube videos. You can search up Christian yoga. Uh, there's a website called Holy Yoga, I think dot Com, and it they they just guide you through you know bible based movement uh so that you can worship god in your movement and really uh yoga has been known to calm strong mm -hmm. emotions that come up but even if you don't have yoga just finding a one minute breathing exercise i mean the studies have shown about how just 
intentional breathing, you know, breathing in for four seconds, holding <laughs> for one and then out for eight seconds calms you down. Yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of moms are hiding places is the bathroom, like just lock yourself in the bathroom and breathe, <laughs> put your timer on for two minutes and breathe. Um, and, you know, I would say kind of a bonus would be a uh, fourth way would be becoming curious mm-hmm. instead of judgmental about the wounds that you have experienced mm. um, and asking yourself, what do you need to feel safe? Mm. Um, and that might be your partner. That might be a best friend. That might be, again, your community group. What, what, are, what, are, what do I need to feel safe? And you might not know and beginning to discover that um, right. are some of the ways that I think can really prevent you from having a, a true emotional breakdown. Right. And, and what would you suggest for, you know, mothers who, who have gone through those emotional breakdown to address it with your children? You know, mm. I think the first step is humility because yes. <laughs> um, yes. it's not easy. I mean, I, I, I think it's not easy addressing it with anyone, right? Uh, when you're wronged. Um, and so how would you suggest that as we, you know, how, how, how should we address that with our children? Yeah, I think, oh, what a beautiful question. And it's so important because we can have these outbursts in front of our children and they, the beautiful thing about children, I think this is one of the reasons why God says we need to be childlike mm-hmm. is that they're so forgiving, mm-hmm. so forgiving when we just go to them and sit down on their level and say, baby, I'm sorry, mommy lashed out at you and that was not okay. Um, and I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them the story of your childhood and how difficult it was or what you're working through, but just in their language, what are ways that you can apologize to your children? I'm telling you, it repairs hearts. Mm-hmm. Their little hearts need mending too. And you right. can prevent them from having a lot of pain because what happens with children is that they will uh, internalize it. There's something wrong with me. Mm. Mommy is right. not at me. Not at what I did or what I've done. It's mommy's not at me. And mm. we don't want our children to think that. We, we, right. wanna, we, we know that that's not true. And so gently reminding them, I'm sorry. Mommy got angry. Mommy got sad. Uh, will you forgive me? And, um, you know, I love you. I care about you. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. You're safe. You know, just it, it's like a healing bomb for mm-hmm. children. So absolutely, it's possible. It's yeah, I love that. I think admitting that you're wrong and apologizing also set them up for success because you are kind of modeling yeah. um, humility to them and modeling what it means to, to say you're sorry when you're wrong. And I think it does mean a lot to them. Now, I know you mentioned earlier about having community and, you know, wholehearted women was part of the community. And you've mentioned to me that you you have an event coming up. Can you just share uh, with my listeners a little bit more about your event? Because I think it will be so helpful for women and moms who may be going through emotional wounding at this period of time to check it out. Yeah, yeah, I would love to invite uh, the listeners of Gems of Motherhood to our event. Um, it's actually a six-week course hmm. on everything that we're talking about, emotional, um, inner wounding and healing. Um, if you don't really know where to start or you don't have that community that can come around you to support you, 
we would love to have you. Um, so starting January 12th, 2021, uh, we're actually going to start our next cycle. So it's every Tuesday night um, in the evening. I don't know if you're East Coast or West Coast time, but in the evening on the East Coast from seven to nine. And we'll go through a curriculum called Healing the Wounds of Trauma. It's a Bible based mm. um, mental health curriculum that really walks you through a journey of healing. And so we answer questions like, not easy questions, hard questions like, you know, if God loves me, why am I suffering? Mm. You know, it's, it's, you know, how do I deal with these strong emotions? What do I do with them? What is a wound? What is trauma even, you know, what is trauma? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how do I begin to unpack and heal from that? And so it starts with a six week online course where you'll meet with the same group of women every week. So it really does build community. And then from there, uh, Lord willing, with COVID, we do a face-to-face retreat. And it's no more than 20 women. And we go just a little bit deeper. I love this program because it's very gentle. This is not ripping off band-aids. This is not saying you have to change. This is not forcing you to do things a different way. This is a gentle invitation to healing. And the retreat is really um, a, a second part of the healing journey. The other thing when you join uh, the six-week journey with the retreat is that you become, again, truly a part of a community. So we have a private Slack channel where all the women who have gone through um, through Wholehearted Women, we gather, we share stories, we pray for each other. We, uh, It's vulnerable there, mm-hmm. but also never mandated that you have to share any more that you feel comfortable with. Um, and what's been happening is that some person's story is healing another person's story. Mm-hmm. And person's prayer request is actually healing for that person that gets prayed for. And so it's a beautiful community. Um, and if you are just looking for that and want to find out how to get started, feel free to check out the website at wholeheartedwomen.net. And I'm sure Sharon will put all these details <laughs> yes. in the description um, and reach out to me directly. I would love to hear from you and talk to you about your journey. That sounds amazing. Now, Marlena, we are almost at the end of the show, but can you just share with me if there is anything that you'd like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Mm, Absolutely. Um, I could say anything. If you hear nothing on this call, I want to share two things with you. Uh, Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Healing the wounds of our childhood, of trauma, of pain, of whatever you've been through is hard work, mm-hmm. um, but you do not have to do it alone. And I really encourage you to be gentle with yourself. And I would say the second thing that I would love to share with you is um, remove shame. There is nothing wrong with you. You are not alone and you can get through this with a community behind you. I'm with you. Uh, I see you. I hear your cries. I'm praying for you. Uh, And I'm really trusting that as you're ready, um, you'll begin or continue on your healing journey. Mm, That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Shame is such a powerful tool that Satan uses to manipulate people, women and moms, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, to cover themselves in that cloak, but there is also power and freedom and power in the truth in God's word. And I'm just so grateful and thankful for all that you're doing and for your mm. ministry. So thank you so much for coming on the Gems of Motherhood podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been great. 
Yes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.